Hi guys, and welcome to the Child of the Library podcast, where we discover the words on our shelves and in our hearts. Episode 3 already! Yay! <laughs> to be honest, when I started this project, I hoped that I would have a lot of fun with it, but I was not 100% sure as this is so far away from what I usually do in my day. But hey, maybe that is the magic in it, because making this podcast has really become one of my highlights in the week. So what are we going to talk about today? We are going to talk about my massive TBR, which is short for To Be Read Pile, and especially what books I hope to get to in 2021. And I kid you not, I was a bit shocked, because what I usually do is that on my Goodreads I have two TBR shelves, one for the current and one for the next year. And when the year progresses and I realize that I will probably not get to a certain book within the running year, I move it to the TBR pile for the next. But what happens then is that when I switch to the new shelf, when the years change, I have a massive stack of, I don't know, 150 books already in the list for that year. So then I go through that massive list in January and cut it down following the reading priorities that I have set for myself for that year, which automatically means that, again, the list for the following year is filling up quickly. It is a vicious circle of friends. To be honest, I rather prefer the situation of having too many books I want to read rather than not knowing about books that might interest me, like back in high school. So yeah, this is what happened this morning. I went through my 2021 TBR shelf of 168 books and cut it down to 85. As you might recall from my last episode, my reading goal is to read at least 55 books this year. So let's see how that works out. I thought it would be fun to start with the first book that I added to my 2021 TBR last year, and that is A Darker Shade of Magic by V.E. Schwab. I don't know why I put this off for so long, I even have the black and red collector's editions of it in the other two books in the Shades of Magic series, but probably one reason is that her books are a hit or a miss for me. She has written some that I thoroughly enjoyed and some that kind of underwhelmed me, to be honest, but purely because I got carried away by the hype, so that is 100% on me for going in with too high expectations. But this series sounds like something that I will definitely enjoy. With four alternate Londons, some are magical, some are rather normal, and a main character that can travel between them. As I used to live in London for a few months, I really don't have an excuse to not read it this year. <laughs> Then of course, as I said in my last episode, I have three authors on my list that I want to read more of in 2021. So it is not a surprise that I have quite a few of their books on my TBR. For Haruki Murakami it is Norwegian Wood, where I used all my persuasion skills on my fellow book club members so that we read it in January. The Wind Up Bird Chronicle, Kafka on the Shore, Killing Commandatory and of course 1Q84. So I want to go a bit more into detail about 1Q84. First things first, this book will be a bit weird. Like, it is the year 1984 in Tokyo, but one of the main characters discovers that there is a parallel existence, which she calls 1Q84. That kind of weird. By the way, the Q is for a question mark, because apparently she does not really know what to make of that situation. <laughs> Then there is another character who is a writer and the stories become intertwined somehow in a weird way. It is supposed to be an incredible dystopian novel that was an instant bestseller in Japan and is also well-loved in the West. 
But because it has such a big emphasis on like a parallel world, I thought it would be probably not the easiest start into his writing. And to be honest, I was afraid that I like this book so much that everything that comes after by him has a hard time topping it. So that's why I start with Norwegian Wood instead. Concerning Stephen King, I have to rely on the recommendation of others who direct me towards the books of his that are not scary as hell. As I already said, The Long Walk is a good starting point. But what I also have on my list is his The Dark Tower series, Misery and The Institute, as I was told that this is a bit like Stranger Things. Don't get me wrong, I think that there will always be an element of unrest to all his books, no matter whether they are strictly horror, sci-fi or anything else. I believe that if you are very uncomfortable with gruesome scenes or this feeling of unrest that I just mentioned, then his books are probably nothing for you, but I can handle this up to a certain point, or at least I think I will find out throughout the year. For Brendan Sanderson, I have quite a few on the list, like the continuation of his Mistborn trilogy. There are three new books already out and the fourth one is already announced, so it is way past time that I get back on track with his series. In general, he's got so many amazing adult high fantasy series out that if you have a lot of time on your hands, you can totally immerse yourself in his worlds for weeks and months. I also really want to read his Skyward series, where we follow the daughter of a disgraced space pilot who wants nothing more than to become a pilot herself, but because of her father's more negative legacy, she has trouble being admitted to pilot school and all the drama that starts from there. Then of course there are some authors that I have an eye on that are high on my list when they come out with a new book. One newly on my watch out list is Margaret Owen, the author of The Merciful Crow, which was my favorite book of last year. Little Thieves is her new book that will come out in October, where we follow a princess and a maid and apparently there is some role switching action going on. Whether that switch is voluntary from both sides, I will find out at the end of this year. There are also a few series that are continuing or are about to end, so I definitely plan to catch up on those as well. One of the top priorities for me was the last installment in the In Ember in the Ashes series by Sabah Tahir, which is called A Sky Beyond the Storm. I have already finished it because it was such a high priority for me and I loved it. It was honestly the absolutely perfect ending. This was definitely one of my favorite series over the past years. I urge you to check it out because now you can binge the whole thing. Then we have a new book surrounding the world of Truly Devious, which has true crime stories at its core. The Jane and Mary series gets a new book that always takes a well-known Jane, like Jane Eyre, or Mary, like Mary Queen of Scots, and tells the tale with a magical realism twist. And for example, the Wayward Children series also got its sixth book. In general, this series is something that I can recommend for teenagers who have to read books for school but don't want them to be too long or just people who want to read stories that don't take that long to read because these are usually around 200 pages and are all built on the premise that some chosen children or like young teens get the chance to go through doorways in order to go to other worlds that are 
more suited for them, I guess, than our regular world. But for some reason, some of them return and need to readapt, which causes all kinds of problems for them. To be honest, these ones are the perfect little story to fit in between like big chunky books like Brandon Sanderson's. Let's see, so scrolling down my list. Ah, so here's definitely another one that I want to talk about, which is Concrete Rose by Angie Thomas. Some of you might have heard of her, the movie version of her first book, The Hate You Give, which was a huge bestseller when it came out, was also screened in cinemas here in Germany. And I have very fond memories of that movie because I got the possibility to see an early screening of it about five months before the official release through work because the company wanted opinions early on in order to adapt their marketing strategy for the German market. While in The Hate You Give, we follow a young, black, strong woman called Star and her rise against the black prejudice that is brought towards her, Concrete Rose follows her dad in his early years when he sees no other way than to deal drugs for the local drug lords in order to make a living. Angie Thomas' writing style is just so powerful and really sucks you in, so this continuation of the story will probably grip me just as much as the first book did. So, scrolling, scrolling, yeah, of course I can't talk about all 85 books, I don't know if that would be even remotely interesting, but two more things I definitely want to mention. Firstly, I want to read the arcs that I got. So if you don't know what ARCs are, this is short for Advanced Reader Copies and these are given out by the publisher before the actual release of the book to a small circle of people in order to get them to talk about it and create buzz about it leading up to the actual launch date. My book box did this a few times now when they included one in there, so you had two books that month. But I got carried away by other books and did not get a chance to get to these arcs yet. But soon, friends. Hopefully before the actual publishing date, as it is meant to be. And secondly, I want to read more manga and graphic novels. But to be honest, because of my limited shelf space, there is just one manga series that I buy physically, which is called Blue Flag, if anyone is interested. They've got beautiful watercolor style covers. And the rest I read on my e-reader, which also works surprisingly well. But apart from the books that I already have on my radar, there are a few variables in my reading year, like my monthly book boxes that always have new releases in them, which might already be on my list or not, and also our book club picks, which are also not always foreseeable before. And also, you sometimes get books for your birthday or any other celebration you have. So yeah, the TBR pile is always growing. But still, I think this gives you a pretty good overview of what I plan to read in 2021. A little tip, if you follow me on Instagram at childofthelibrary, you will always find my current read in my profile, if you are interested to follow along with that. If you have any recommendations for me or are looking for a recommendation from me, just write me on email or on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. To end this episode, I thought it would be funny to give you a quick answer to a bookish question that was sent to me, so that you get to know me a little better. And for this episode, it will be, do you ever attend bookish events? I think this question was intended to not only include like book fairs or signings or something like that, but also smaller events. So yes, if we are not in the middle of a global pandemic and there are actually bookish events happening, I love to attend these. I usually go with my mom to either the Frankfurt Book Fair or to the so-called long reading night that is hosted by one of the local branches of a bigger bookseller chain here in Germany. 
There you can go into the shop after the closing hours. You have to buy a ticket up front, but it is usually not very expensive. And then they actually have like a whole program. They have got local authors there where you can get books signed. They've got music and food and overall, it is just a very nice atmosphere. The Frankfurt Book Fair, on the other hand, is very different because it is so big and you walk around so much. And because of the sheer size and the fact that my mom and I both love reading but have got very different tastes in what we like. So we always need to do a lot of time management in order to get everywhere we want. I have actually never been to a book signing of an author that I really loved up front. You know, like when you actually bring a book from home that you want them to sign. Never done that. But this is definitely on my list for when these events happen again, because man, we really did take them for granted. Thanks so much for listening to me. I hope you enjoyed this episode and the new little bookish question section at the end. Until next time, I hope that we discover the words on our shelves and in our hearts. Bye!